I forever and always love Tyson. He's always been one of my favorites. And wow, what a treat to watch him just like fuck around. I live. I love every second of it. I don't care if everyone else hates him. I'm like, nope, I'm kind of about it. All right. Welcome back to Escaping Reality, the podcast where four friends, although today it's three of us, get together to talk about about reality TV. Today we are talking about The Challenge USA. Um, We're continuing our recaps, which cover two episodes each time. So we will be talking about episodes five and six today. And I'm joined by Aggie and Anna, and we are excited to discuss the episodes. Before we start, of course, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also subscribe slash follow slash there's all these new terms now for the podcast, but just make sure you are following us so you get all of our newest episodes. All right, we are ready to begin. So like I mentioned, we're talking about episodes five and six of the Challenge USA. Last time we had Donnie to recap, and so we're going to just pick up where we left off. We're going to start with our initial thoughts about episodes five and six. So Anna, I'm going to throw it over to you. Hem hem. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit in a lull, I think, which we always say this when we get to sort of like the midpoint or like perhaps just before the midpoint of a season of anything we're watching. Like I feel like every time we watch Survivor, it gets to episodes five, six, seven, and I'm like, I'm a little bit bored. Um, And I definitely felt that this time. Um, with these two episodes, but I'm definitely still enjoying it. And again, I'm still a challenge newbie. So I, I was kind of expecting the game to like change a little bit and it just hasn't, it's still the same, which is more than acceptable. Um, I was just kind of waiting for like a twist or like not a merge, but like a merge type shift in the season to kind of really shake up the game. I don't think that's coming and that's okay. I should not have expected it. Um, But something that I thought about with these two episodes is I was a little bit unsure uh, because obviously we have people who we've seen play on other shows. And I know that when we have returning players on Survivor, sometimes my opinion of those people changes. Like it's either someone I liked the first time I saw them that now I'm disliking or vice versa. Um, And I haven't found that with this season of The Challenge. My pre-existing feelings are just intensifying Um, I thought it a lot in these two episodes with Shannon from Love Island and Sarah from Survivor, who you all know how I feel about. And I just was kind of expecting maybe that that would change, and it hasn't. So I guess my initial thoughts are kind of nothing, but we're still trucking along. So basically, it's more of the same for Anna. (laughs) Um, All right, Aggie, what are your thoughts on these episodes? So, um... My audio cut out in the middle of Anna's thing. So, and I didn't hear the end of what you said, but I agreed with the beginning of it, which was that we're kind of in that lull episodes of things are like building, but they're trying, you know, where, what it is, is they're trying to build to the final story, you know? And so to get there, you kind of have to build some like different relationships or build some different storylines so that the long-term story makes sense. But in the interim, it's like a little boring. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I maybe don't care about this right now. I also think one of MTV's The Challenge's faults, I think, is they try to sometimes manufacture drama or play up certain parts of it sometimes, which gets annoying to me because 
there was so much about Tyson and Sarah and then they didn't like nothing came up about that. I do think spoiler alert they in the preview it was like Sarah and Tyson's names on the same car. So they're definitely partners next week, but like it's fine based on all of that nonsense. I'm skipping ahead, but I really thought the algorithm was going to put them together in episode six after he had just thrown her in. That's like classic rivals challenge nonsense. And they didn't do it. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's going to not have as big an impact next time. Like if they do it in two episodes, but like, okay, perfect algorithm. The perfect time to make Sarah and Tyson partners was when they were fully so pissed at each other. All right. And rounding out with my thoughts, I do agree, but I really enjoyed these episodes. I think just because it was like survivor related drama, I guess. And, you know, we're all we're all big survivor fans. So I, I just liked that they were getting a bit more attention. Um, even like Desi finally is getting some more airtime and like showing what we all knew she can do. It felt like before we were focusing on Big Brother a bit more. And I'm like, let can we let that rest now? So at least now we're like talking more about uh, Survivor and even like the Love Island girls got a, just a little more like they they are a part of the story more, I would say. So that's what I liked about it. Let's go ahead and just recap these episodes. I think I wrote four on here, but it is <laughs> recapping episode five first, which was called In Tyson We Trust. I just made a note of the previously on sequence because I loved this one. <laughs> which was Dom and Shannon doing some kind of sparring action. Like, honestly, I was like, this is going to be a good episode no matter what <laughs> because of this sparring <laughs> sequence. Um, and I think it might have been Aggie who's, who noted that um, Dom, like, pretends he or acts like he's, like, annoyed by the Love Island girls, but then he's doing this little bit with them. So it was cute. Um, but that's how we started. And then we get to the algorithm, which is where we always really start. And... I know last week or last time Aggie mentioned that it seems like when they do the algorithm, whichever people we see a bit of their interview about who they're paired with, it's it's like foreshadowing basically that that will be important, like their partnership will be important. So for example, we saw that with Sarah, she was not happy to see uh, to be paired with Leo. So Aggie, I don't know if you wanted to say anything about that, but I just remember you bringing it up last time. What I did write in my notes because I tried to just sort of keep track of who is talked to. And it is interesting. They really do purposefully talk to the partners that matter to the story in some way. And I'm just like, it is giving a little bit away. Now, they don't give you away like, oh, they're going to win or whatever. But you are like, oh, these are going to be players or characters in the narrative of the episode. And I was like, I feel like you're underestimating me as a viewer a little bit. You could, you could bury the lead a little bit. You don't need to talk to Tyson and Cache. You're, you're giving me too much right away. I kind of wish they would misdirect me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? But it's fine. Or like, we can talk to those people later, you know, like we can, they're still going to be important to the episode later after the challenge. Like it it doesn't have to be from the jump. I'll, I'll still be able to understand it if you tell me it later. I think it's because it's right when the algorithm goes up, you're like, oh, because they're partners now, that's going to affect the game. I'm a smart individual. Have some faith in me. I'll, I'll, I'll watch still. If you hadn't done that, it's not like I would have turned it off and been like, well, I don't care now. 
It reminds me of in Survivor, like before the challenges or after the challenges, like we know because we listen to like what goes on behind the scenes. Like Jeff asks the same question to every person. We don't see all of it, but we also don't only hear from like someone who's going to win. Like it's there's there's a way to do it where like you don't have to talk to everyone, but you don't only have to talk to the quote unquote star of the episode. Yeah, but it also reminds me of in Survivor when someone is doing like an interview and saying they feel so safe and like we all know like, well, now you're clear, like something's going to happen. You might be safe, but it's going to be scarier. It's not going to be as straightforward as you think. Like it's just one of those things where it's too predictable now. But so that happens. We get all the pairings. I, I didn't, you know, write all the pairings down. But we then see in the house, Ben and Sarah just having a bonding moment and he's braiding her hair. And then we also hear Ben talking about how he definitely trusts Sarah. They got close, you know, on um, Winners at War. But he's kind of waiting to see when Tyson betrays them, basically. Or he just feels like Tyson's going to like flip at some point. So again, you know, more foreshadowing. But then we get to the, the first challenge, which is called Barreled Treasure. And basically, the teams have to swim to a buoy, memorize a code, uh, swim to a cargo ship that has a ton of barrels on it, search for the barrel with your code on top, open it up, bring the puzzle pieces back, do it again with the second barrel, um, and then go back and complete the puzzle. And if you touch the wrong barrel, you have to immediately like swim back and start over, which we do see happen with Cash. Well, actually, we don't really see it, but like we hear a producer basically say, Cash, you touched the wrong one. So, and Tyson's mad, but they have to go back. Derek and Kayla are like crushing it. Like they're running, I mean, swimming super fast, like just doing really, really well. But at the end of the day, some, I don't know how this is possible when they had to go back, but Tyson and and Cash also like is known to not be a good swimmer, but they make it back, catch up with Derek and Kayla and end up winning. They complete their puzzle first. I'm sure the pacing was just wild because it seems like some did it super fast and then some must have taken like hours. (laughs) But in the end... Aza and Cinco are the ones who come in last. So they're the ones who will be going to elimination. So any thoughts on the challenge part of it? Anything that stood out to you about the challenge? I see Aggie's hand. Um, People should be afraid of Tyson, mainly because Cash was the legs of their little like swimming little pod thing, which also, by the way, I don't think Cash touched a barrel. Just like there's footage of it. And I'm like, she didn't touch it. But also like touching versus opening seems like a dumb distinction. She didn't open it. She maybe ran her hip into it. Like maybe, but also your video footage makes me think no. So anyway, I was like, you literally gave Tyson a hindrance. Like you gave him a handicap and he still won. And my biggest takeaway from this challenge is we've said this from the beginning. The survivor people are the only people fully aware of the physical toll that games like this can take on their body. And the fact that so many of the others cannot swim is concerning. I was like, you've clearly never watched an episode of the challenge because even in the challenge, they swim. But the survivor people are literally like, fuck it and just like dive and jump. And everyone else is like, oh, we're swimming again. After watching this, I was like, I fully get why they're afraid of Tyson. And if you're not, you should be. I would like to take a moment, and I know that I've said this, I think, in every single episode we've done so far, but, like, I'm still kind of in awe of the challenges themselves, but this week, I was just thinking about, like, how industrial they are, and I'm always going to compare it to Survivor, because that's my beef with Survivor right now, is, like, the challenges are just not innovative, and they used to be, 
But I think about the challenges in Survivor and you're like a team of artisans like got together and like they got the materials and they built like a pyramid ladder puzzle thing with like all of these elements that like you know somebody like pieced together and created. And then I feel like the challenge, it's like we put you on a barge with a bunch of empty barrels that we found in the garbage good luck (laughs) and like the next one that we'll get to i'm sure in a minute from like episode six or whatever where it's like empty shipping containers good luck (laughs) like i just or like tires you know what i mean like we just found materials and we were like here you go (laughs) this is very typical the challenge the things that they do Mm -hmm. on this show tj clearly has a hand in the challenges because he also he's such a like I want to like get the um what's it called like the most like extreme because he's like a BMX guy like this is his thing and he loves watching people crash things catch things on fire like again it's giving early 2000s jackass but like that is that is what he wants like he wants to see people jumping off of things there was a challenge on the most recent season of the challenge where they stood on top of moving semis and had to like get shit off I don't even remember what I was so overwhelmed by just the idea that they're going to be on fully moving semi trucks trying to count numbers as they like do I was like what the hell and TJ was like this is gonna be sick like (laughs) but it's something about like the raw everyday materials that makes it feel more extreme somehow because it is extreme he's a BMX legend Anna he's a BMX legend everything must be extreme See, Anna, you need to watch some of the more recent seasons because, I mean, I think they were one of them was filmed in like the winter of Russia or something like they're in these very like just like in a bunker. That's what it was. They kept calling it the bunker, like their home. And it's just like concrete, like underground. <laughs> like, And it's like and it was like an abandoned like bunker from like a war. Like they do these weird things. <laughs> so, yeah, the like materials for the challenges just fall in line with that. That, yeah, because I agree. Survivor, it's much more like, we have these colored flags and like someone painted this. So it is very different. But Aggie, I think on Tyson's podcast, he said like, Cache was like, I did not open one of these. And she was like, I might have bumped into one, but like several people bumped into one. So I'm not sure why we were penalized. So very strange to me. They were trying to keep Tyson from winning and he still won. Be very afraid. I said what I said. And did anyone else notice in his celebration? I'm pretty sure he was just like, yeah, mother effer. <laughs> like, I think he just like, just went on a string of like cursing everyone out. That's my guy. Oh, gosh. it's It's been fun watching him. But okay, so I don't even know where I left off. I think I was saying Aja and Cinco lose. So then we get back to the house and Cash and Tyson are talking to Cinco and Aza, just seeing who they want to, who they would prefer to go in with. And they are not saying anything. They're like not giving any names. They're just, it's very, it's very awkward. And they're keeping tight lipped about any preferences, really. And this made me think, and again, Anna, I know you don't have a frame of reference from other challenge seasons, but it did make me think about how I prefer when one team is clearly going in because they lost, but then the rest of the teams get to vote in the other person. 
before they get to the elimination place, whatever it's called. I like that better because that's where like people have to throw out a name and you kind of have like sometimes they do it, do it in secret, actually, where you just like write down names. But sometimes it's like a conversation that they all have publicly and someone will usually Johnny Bananas will be like, so who's going to throw out a name? <laughs> and I like that. It's just much more like drama and out in the open but this all this little like just the four of them talk and sometimes they never actually give a name and they're just like very vague about it it's not that fun to me but I don't know what you think Aggie because I know you've seen both types I've gone back and forth Stacey because I agree with you I do like the drama of them having to basically do what survivor is you know like that aspect where you have to have actual allies and things like that I've gone back and forth this season because I'm like, I do kind of miss the full drama of something being like, well, if you're going to throw me in, I guess just throw me in. And it's like, okay, just okay. You're not a martyr. You're playing the challenge. Like, chill out. The reason that they did that for context, Anna, is the eliminations in the challenge are not always the whole pair gets eliminated. So like your team can get thrown in. But if it's a girl's elimination, the guy isn't participating and he'll get a new partner. So like when one of the girls gets eliminated, he gets paired with the other one. Do you know what I'm saying? So it could be his same partner or whatever. It really depends on like the version of the show and like what's going on. So there is a lot more potential strategy if you're there like, well, I want to get this girl out, but we don't know if it's a girl's elimination or a guy's elimination. And if we throw in that team, like that guy could get pissed if it's a guy's limit, whatever. Like it's a little bit more complicated, which is why sometimes that like gets very dramatic. But that being said, I go back and forth. I kind of like this because I think this plays Stacy. And I think the reason they're doing this, this plays more to the like survivor strengths of like you have allies and you protect your allies and sort of work that aspect into who you're voting into the, cause it's not voting, but it's like, it is. I think Alyssa and Kyland throwing in X and Shan was very much like they're doing it based on their allies, not on who they actually want to throw in. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I've gone back and forth. I think both are interesting, but for television's sake, it's more interesting when they all have to like shout and yell at each other and figure out who's going to go in and they get to like defend themselves. And I also think at this point in the game where I'm talking so much, I'm so sorry. I think at this point in the game, where they're doing the thing where they're like, I'm not going to say a name as the team that's already in the elimination because I don't want to piss anyone off. That I think is what's making it boring, Stacey. Because at the beginning of the season, they would be like, oh, I want to go against this team. And now they're like, well, you know, we're okay with whatever you choose. And it's like, okay, tell them who you want. I don't want to like steer too far away from the stuff that we were just talking about. But the point that you just made about like, that's why it feels kind of boring and maybe, again, I don't want to blame everything on the fact that I haven't watched this show before, but maybe I'm just not grasping it. But it does feel like when is it going to shift and people are going to play for the end game? Because right now it feels like they're doing that thing that they do on Survivor where you're like, get rid of the weakest people because we don't want the weakest people to bring us down. But when is the shift going to happen and people actually start to say like, no, I'm playing for myself And like the thing that you just mentioned about the people not throwing names out, like when is that shift going to happen where they say now's our only chance to get this person out. So we better fucking try. I feel like that should be happening. I mean, the only person kind of doing that is Tyson. It's Tyson. And and they should be doing it to Tyson. (laughs) They should have done it because they all talked about it. And I'm sure we'll get there in a minute. But they were all like, 
now's the time to get him out while Kira doesn't feel good. And then they didn't. What? (laughs) Yeah, I think at this point they should be starting to do that. I think sometimes in the challenge that happens if if it like switches to where they're now playing more individually. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they're close enough now where they should be thinking more about who do you not want to see in the final? Which would be Tyson. <laughs> that's really the main person. But yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. So I honestly, I can't exactly remember what challenge, what elimination challenge this was. I think there was something with, go ahead, Aggie, because I don't remember. Um, I write them all down. So give me one second. Um, oh, this is a good one. Okay. So Stacey, do you want to say who they put in? Oh yeah. Because this, this is where all the drama begins. So Tyson and Cash decide to put in Sarah and Leo. And as Danny said, either at this time or maybe at the very end of, or the very beginning of the lap, the next episode, but he says, this is like the survivor way of taking a shot at someone because r- really he's annoyed with Ben, but is trying to take out Ben's closest ally of Sarah. This puts shockwaves into the, <laughs> I almost said into the villa because <laughs> I'm watching a lot of love. A hot new bombshell enters yeah. the villa. But into the the challenge house, I guess. So yes, now you can explain what the actual game or elimination was. Okay, this elimination was actually wild. Film reels were everywhere, like giant film reels, and they were all different sizes. And they had to then go into a dark room. And based on some system that they come up with on their own, figure out which film reel in what order, and then recreate it outside. And I was just like, this is a whole fucking bunch, TJ. Someone said, let's do the most complicated possible. And he really did. Yeah, I mean, so Sarah and Leo, didn't they use a system of kind of like measuring with their fingers or something? Yeah, they like measured each one. I thought at the beginning they'd made it too complicated because they were like, okay, we're going to measure how each one is and then we'll label them with a number and then we can memorize the order, like the number order. So we can be like, oh, this is a four. So it's like four, two, one, three. And I was like, okay, fam. Also, you're up against Cinco and Aza who have straight up no strategy. So you already are ahead of them just by seeing what sizes they are before you went into the into the thing. Sure. But I was just like, okay, guys, this is not a strategy. And I so wanted them to win. I was very upset because I kind of wanted Sarah and Leo to, Leo to go home, especially after how they celebrated when they won. I was like, nah, you should have <laughs> lost. But Cinco and, Cinco and Aza straight up had no strategy. And I was like, okay. They were winging it, which you can't exactly do. You could see, like, people were scared. I mean, even Tyson, this is probably the first time he looked a little little scared up there. Like, dang it. I took a shot and <laughs> it missed. And then Cash, Cash, too, was like, oh, no, this is about to be bad. Um, I'm not going to lie. I really did not understand this challenge. <laughs> Um, I was very much in the same mindset I imagine as Aza and Cinco because I wouldn't have known how to strategize because I didn't understand what the goal was but also you guys know I don't like Sarah honestly the fact that they had such a good strategy was making me mad because I was like first of all how'd you figure it out second of all you're doing too much and I am not rooting for you Um, so overall this was not one of my top elimination challenges and then, Anna, they celebrated like that at the end. <laughs> like, let's keep the vibes a little bit better. I, I think it was the, like, pretending to cut Tyson's head off that really just put me over the edge. I was like, why? I was just like, this is a lot. I was like, Leo, I understand that you. we should all be proud of you for winning, like, 
succeeding in a challenge, but your whole storyline up until now is that you think you're a cat. So like the fact that this is like the hill you're going to die on and this is, you're like, I'm amazing. I'm like, that is not what has been communicated here, sir. But also like everyone knows that Sarah is the stronger of you two. Like regardless of your, regardless of your feelings on Sarah, like I go back and forth. Yeah. But it's just like, she knows she is better at this than him. Like Leo low key, you kind of got dragged through this. (laughs) And that was the whole reason Sarah went in. Like, honestly, yes, it benefited Tyson because he did want to take a shot at Ben, but she went in because the girls want to get rid of Leo. I think that's a fair reason. And I kind of wish retroactively, I wish Tyson had said something to Sarah because this is the one sort of thing in his strategy that I don't totally understand. The thing about Tyson is he's so smart and it's like, why didn't you just say to Sarah, hey, heads up, we might throw you and Leo in because the girls want to get rid of Leo. Because like, in the next episode, Cache is like crying to Sarah. And I think it's fake, by the way. Like, I know we're not on that episode yet, but I think she's not actually sad. I think she's just trying to not be Sarah's next target and really put it on Tyson, which like, hey, you got to play the game somehow. But I kind of wish Tyson had just been like, yo, I'm getting a lot of pressure from the girls to put in you and Leo. Again, Tyson's a little bit of a shit stir, So I'm sure he was kind of like, you know what? I'm not afraid of her. But I was just like, you could have very easily mitigated this. I don't know, maybe Tyson's long-term strategy really is to fuck over Survivor. So he was like, it's okay with this loss at one point. I don't know. I'm talking so much about Tyson. I promise I like other people. Oh my God. I mean, but that is a good idea. He could have said something like that. Um, just to not make it seem like just complete betrayal. <laughs> Since, I mean, from what we see, he, he basically told her like he, she didn't have to worry beforehand. But either way, her celebration, yeah, between the cutting the head off and like eating the chicken drumstick or whatever she was doing i was just like honestly like she's talked a bit about her child and i'm just like is this what you want your child to see on your celebration you can win and just be happy and move on like it's just a weird response to me (sighs) but such is life with sarah (laughs) so so they win and yes uh cinco and Aza are are out, which is sad, and then we're left with the algorithm. So this takes us to episode six, which is called A Civil War. We start with the algorithm, and my main, well, two main takeaways. One is that Sarah and Ben are together, which is pretty interesting. Still think it's surprising it wasn't Sarah and Tyson, (laughs) but still, Sarah and Ben are together, and um, Angela and Dom are together, to which Angela says but I've already been with him. And you can tell she's like, wait, I don't want to be with him again. And I thought that wasn't possible. And then TJ explains, remember, I said, you'll have a different partner till it's not mathematically possible. So that we're at that point where there will be some repeats. So once they're back at the the home, the house, Sarah and Ben are obviously very upset that Tyson turned on them. Uh, Cash does try to kind of save herself by what I consider, yes, throwing Tyson a bit under the bus, the bus and just saying like, you know, he just told me you weren't trustworthy and it just, it seemed like he wanted to get you out and I didn't want to like upset him. The way we see it, I mean, Sarah, this just feels more of Sarah's hatred towards Tyson of like, of course he would say that. Um, he said on his podcast that they like, Sarah immediately went to him and basically brought it up and they had a long conversation about it. I personally say good job to cash for trying to like remove herself from the situation as much as possible because it means like 
she definitely can tell like they have their own beef and like I don't really have to be associated with this if I just throw Tyson under a little bit. But what did y'all think of that move by Cash? I mean, I I <laughs> I don't want to sound like a bitch. I didn't think she had it in her to like make moves. Um, and that's nothing against the Love Island girls. I, I adore them. We know that. But I am happy that she is doing what she can to like play in a strategic way because that's not at all what we see um, on Love Island. Although I'm sure you could make the interpretation if you really wanted to. And now my wheels are turning about that. But point being, whether it worked for her or not, I'm glad that she's like is doing something, I think is my takeaway. Because I love Cash. I love Cash as well, Anna. And I I think she is one of the only people from a non-survivor show that is really adapting to this game well. I think the other Love Island girls don't totally get it. Um, still good television. I've, I've grown to like a lot of them, to be perfectly honest. But I think Cash is the only one actually playing this game. And I think if one of the Love Islanders makes it to the final, it's going to be Cash. Because she is really smart about talking to people she actually has strategy she always tries in a challenge too which means none of the guys are trying to get rid of her because they're like even if she's not great like she gives she goes for it and she's won a challenge like yeah she was with Tyson but they the odds were stacked against them as we all know and that bitch didn't give up like she kept trying like I think there's like a stigma with the Love Island people that because they're hot they can't also be smart and I think Cash really is showing like no, she's smart and she gives a shit and she has adapted really well to this game. We haven't done a lot of talking about the edit of players because I think it's a little bit wild with how the algorithm works. Like you don't get one narrative across the season of them because their partner keeps changing. So they kind of have to change what they're doing and what they're talking about in confessionals. But I think her edit has kind of been like, don't discount her. She is doing well in this competition. And so one, what a treat. Cause when we met her, I was like, I love you. I want to be your best friend. And it's so nice to see her successful. And also like, I, I low key think her and Tyson are friends now. And I'm like, so here for it. My two faves. Yeah. She is definitely playing the game. I'd say the most out of the, apparently their um, abbreviation for each other is legs. L I G, which is love Island girls. <laughs> apparently Shannon said that like last week or something. That's <laughs> disgusting. I'm sorry. It sounds gross. It sounds like legumes or ligaments. It honestly sounds like a mistake, but like go Ew. off. I I think it was like it. maybe episode four where she was just like, I love my legs. And then I heard on, I think on um, what, Drop Your Buffs podcast, they were like, yeah, did y'all catch that? They call each other legs. <laughs> that literally that. makes me want to vomit. I'm sorry. That is I'm having so a really awful. visceral reaction. I hate oh, that a lot. <laughs> Ew. I don't like the way it feels in my mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyway, so, okay, let's talk a little bit about Enzo and David, because this is probably the most airtime they have gotten as well, like you were saying, Aggie with David. Um, but they're like, they have a moment in the kitchen where they're trying to kind of hype each other up. You, you know, David's like, we just got to win. We just got to win. Although seconds later, he says, we just did not be last. And I'm like, okay, so you're trying to win or just not come in last? <laughs> like, but they just, I don't know. We're seeing more of them. Um, I think Enzo's just kind of like, I need to get some money for this final. Like, I just need to prove myself. So I'm like, is this some kind of foreshadowing of like, 
are they good? Like, are they going to be in the final? <laughs> like, I'm tr- I don't know about Enzo, but like, is David going to be in the final? So I don't know if y'all had thoughts about it. I have so many, but Anna, if you want to go first, I will allow it. I'll just throw in one thing because I feel like I hadn't noticed Enzo at all until this episode. You mean you didn't notice his newsboy hat? No, maybe I blocked <laughs> it out. Um, but I feel like the vibe I was getting from him this episode was very like, I want it, but also if it doesn't happen, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's like, this is not the right attitude to have, my guy. Because it started by him being like, gotta get the money, like, gotta win. But also, like, whatever happens, happens. And I just hate that. Well, Anna, they had to mitigate his, like, excitement to win because then he straight up refuses to do the challenge. So, like, I think it was more an ironic edit of, like, he's sitting here saying he wants it, but also he refused to do it. But he refused to do it. And then he's, like, giving off this energy of, like, quesera, sera, like, whatever happens is going to happen. But I'm like, no, but when you don't do anything, that, like, what's going to happen is nothing. Yeah, what's going to happen is straight up nothing. I don't want to call him an irrelevant ugly, but it's <laughs> like he's not. But also, I feel like in the context of the rest of these people, like he's kind of an irrelevant ugly. <laughs> he's the duff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, wait, Stacey, have you do you know Enzo wasn't on the season? No, with the I, OK, brother, right? let me tell you what I, if my memory will. Can you yeah, can you give some context on Enzo before I straight up rip him a okay. new one? Let me quickly look up what <laughs> what season he was actually on. But I've seen his season. He's been on two. This man has played twice. They said, This is color for television. Bring him back. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so over it. Because he's like, I already tried and failed. <laughs> okay, well, this is good. This has a survivor tie-in, actually. Okay, this is good. So Enzo, and I saw this season live. It was a long time ago. It was season 12. He was in it. I'm sorry, we're on 24. That's the thing. Like, he wasn't, like, the old guy back then. He was still, like, the dad, I guess. But he wasn't, like, so much removed from the rest of the cast. But this is what I remember about him is that, well, first off, he was, I believe, the runner-up. Or no, 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 no. He was, he came in third place. But he also was working a lot with Hayden from, we know him from Survivor, Hayden Moss, who was Kat's partner. Oh, we but, love Yeah, Hayden. but he was like playing with Hayden and I believe Hayden won. Hayden played with Tyson. Yeah. So like, do, him and Enzo, do him and Enzo know each other? I don't know, actually. But I I remember like he was, so his, his nickname was the Meow Meow. I don't exactly remember why. <laughs> What is with these men and cats? What is I'm happening? so stressed by the cats. <laughs> but he was very relevant in that season. And then he played... Well, scraping the bottom of the barrel of Big Brother. Let's go back 12 seasons to get well, this but guy. No, then he played Big Brother 22, which, I, which was All-Stars. It was an All-Star season. And that's where David knows oh. him from. Although David, I think Donnie was talking about this last time, but like, David shouldn't have been on All Stars. He was like he was not an All Star. Okay, great segue, Stacey, because these are my thoughts on David. Okay, so Donnie pointed this out last week that David went home night one on his season, night one, and he talks about this, and he's like literally talking about he's talking to Enzo of all like how did they figure out they should be friends? I can't like I have so many questions, but David was like, it's kind of getting real now, right? Like there's actual alliances and stuff. And the irony of him talking about that, because he's never made it to that part of the game before. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, you know who doesn't get it? 
David. You know how we're like the girls who get it, get it. The boys who get it, get it. And he is not one of them. Because also he has no ties to anyone in the game of Big Brother, like in the Big Brother Alliance, because he doesn't know anyone because he wasn't there that long. Like, I guess that's how he knows Enzo, though, right? Like you said, they were on the same season of All Stars. Okay, that makes more sense. I missed that and then my brain finally but got he, it. But even on All-Stars, he still wasn't a key player. <laughs> okay. He's not a key player now. I said what I said. Again, it's on the MTV editors for underestimating the viewer. But they're like, let's give a lot of airtime to David because he's going to win the challenge. And I personally read it as like, this is the only episode he's going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. So let's give him airtime now. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll eat my words next week. But I also find him like a little bit annoying. (laughs) Oh, that was mean. When he talks at the camera, I'm like, why? I'm like, it's just not interesting, David. I'm so sorry. You're so nice. And he seems like a nice human. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, there's nothing wrong with him as a person. I'm just like, you don't add color like Dom. Dom's just sitting there just like ranting about nothing. And you're like, Dom, 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 are you good? And he's like, nah. But it doesn't offer anything in terms of like, interest and then also he's not strategic and also he like maybe isn't important to any season he's been on a big brother so he's just willing and able to show up like it's just not maybe worth my time do you know what I mean that was maybe too mean but I it's just well but so did you say like you think maybe he is gonna win and that's why they're like trying to no Stacey I think they were like this is the only episode he is relevant in so here is all of his airtime but again I might eat my words maybe maybe I'm wrong but I just feel like he is completely irrelevant to the the story and the narrative at some point he's gonna be paired with a love island girl they're gonna throw him throw him in an elimination and he's gonna go home that's my prediction. No offense to the Love Island girls because I do actually like them now, but. Yeah. Now that I think more about the two Big Brother uh, seasons Enzo was in, like, he had very good social skills. Like, he was a part, like, he knew what was going on because he was, like, in the alliances that were the strongest ones, you know? So, like, he was, he and he actually on Big Brother, like, the All-Stars one, he was second place. Like, he was the runner-up. So he came in third on his first season and second on the next one years later. But it's just like the challenge where it's you actually have to do physical. I mean, we see, and if we're about to talk about it, like he can't do the rope swing. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't think this is your your game. <laughs> like, I don't think you belong here. So that's, I don't know. It's just It was just so interesting to me that they got this much time this episode. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the actual challenge, which was... I think called containment and basically you swim to a ladder, climb up the ladder um, and look at like symbols or something on the containers. <laughs> and then you have to take, use a rope swing to get to a platform, drop back down, swim back and plug in the key using those symbols. And then you do some math. They, the challenge does love to have math. <laughs> so you do some math to reveal a code. And if the code's correct, you, you complete it. So we see all the pairs doing this. Shannon pulls a muscle when she's jumping down from the container. Um, Kira is sick. She actually knew from the start of the challenge that she was sick, but she was trying to like downplay it. Like I just mentioned, Enzo is too scared to do the rope part. So he and Justine cannot complete it. Um, It really comes down to Enzo and Justine and Tyson and Kira because Tyson and Kira also did not complete it. But as we see, because Tyson and Kira at least like got further in the challenge, they are safe 
and it's Justine and Enzo who lose. We also see a moment where Leo overcomes his fear because I guess he had a near death like drowning experience as a child. But I will just say the music for his section was just like such triumphant music. <laughs> it's like this is a whole a whole thing here. And then in the end, Desi and David actually do it really, really fast. And they are the winners. So any thoughts? Um, Anna, this is going back to your like the, the containers and the... <laughs> no, but the industrial like paired back. It's just an empty shipping container. Like the, the, the inherent charm in the like ruggedness of it just brings me joy. But this one also like I found not shocking how difficult it was for a lot of them but like maybe it's just because we're in deep now and they're all exhausted and like Kira doesn't feel good Shannon pulls a muscle like people are starting to really feel the wear and tear of like having had to go through a number of challenges at this point it 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 really felt impactful this time how many of them were like struggling because all of the challenges have been hard like save for the ones where like like trivia where it's hard but like you don't have to do anything while you're trying to do it But yeah, I think maybe we're just really feeling the wear and tear at this point. Can I just say, I don't think I understand how the math part of this worked. And you just didn't need it. It, Okay. Let me just throw out two options for you guys. We're counting symbols and then multiplying the number of the symbols by the the coded number, right? Like you pull out the thing and each symbol represents a number and you multiply it. But to be clear... If I count three black skulls and you count two, we're multiplying by five. Is that is that the idea? I don't understand what they were doing. <laughs> TJ did a bad job of explaining it. And I'm not a math person. So like, I love math. I, you know me. And I was just like, I can't even keep track of like, if this is right or wrong. And also, it seemed like a very weird way to go about it to be like, hey, you have to climb across the top, count the symbols. But then also you go down and like maybe hurt yourself falling into a net that's like not super safe and then go in the in the in the shipping container, look for more symbols like there weren't that many. They were also huge. I was like, this is weird. And then they were like, climb up and do the thing and then rope swing. And then you had to get the key. It was it was complicated for no reason. And then you had to do math when you got there. Like it just it felt a little bit bizarre. But it did end with fireworks with TJ Love. So like 10 out of 10. This is true. Got to have some some explosion of sorts <laughs> in some of these challenges. Okay, so Desi and David win. And again, we go back to the house and they talk to Enzo and Justine. They ask like if they have anyone they want to go against. Again, they really don't give, I don't think they gave a name. I don't remember, but they're pretty vague about it. We see Derek and Shannon talking because people did hear Shannon say she was injured and she's probably like maybe walking different or limping a bit. So they're trying to find a way to like not make her the easy target. And then Kira is also feeling like that. Like people know she was sick and she's paired with Tyson. So she doesn't know if they might be the target, which again would make sense. (laughs) Like when you have a chance to take out Tyson. So We get to the elimination and we find out that David and Desi are not really going to take a big shot. They're going to go for Derek and Shannon. I think they say because no one else will want to like compete with Shannon, be paired to Shannon if she is truly injured. But I think also they don't want to make waves is the bigger thing. This challenge, I believe they are basically running to get tires and restack them on another platform. But right before they start, TJ tells them, 
I mean, it's not going to be that easy. We're also going to do a spelling eeb, <laughs> which is a spelling bee, where you have to spell the words backwards. <laughs> I don't, it just feels so, like, not related. To, well, and not related to the rest of the challenge at all. <laughs> but but I, I'm telling you, he likes to do math and, like, spelling stuff and trivia. Like, he likes to add some some cognitive elements. TJ's a scholar. He's a scholar. Yeah, he's like, you have to be a well-rounded individual to be to run my final. You can't just be like fast or strong. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the, they do, I mean, they each only have to spell one word backwards, I think, but whichever team wins gets five fewer tires to stack. So Shannon and um, Derek win that part, so they have five less tires. But as we see in the challenge, I think what happens is like they got all theirs back first but they started falling and you have to have them all like stacked up and standing so in the end the winners are enzo and justine i mean i think justine how many has she won now is this two or three like she's won a few two eliminations i think and she won a regular challenge with tyson but anyway so that's kind of how the elimination goes any thoughts on the elimination challenge the spelling ebe any of that <laughs> not the ebe i feel like we've already said this but i just found it so disappointing that nobody took the opportunity to at least try and get tyson out and if you're going with the mentality of like no one wants to be paired with shannon if she's injured couldn't the same have been said for kira like get her out because she's also weak and you don't want to be paired with her but also she's weak and therefore this is the, probably the weakest tyson will ever be and like they mentioned it but nobody's going for it and like i said before like when when is that going to start because all of a sudden it's going to be too late and it's going to be like the strongest people versus tyson in the final and like <laughs> tyson's probably going to win which is great for us who like him but I don't know. Just like, when are you going to kick it into high gear? So Anna, I agree with you about that. Yes. I think this might've been their only opportunity to be perfectly honest, to go at Tyson. Um, the only thing I can think of is we potentially, they didn't show us some conversations that were had because Tyson was like, I'm down to go in. If that's what you want, that's what you want. So I think either the Love Island girls went to Desi or like Tyson talked to Desi and she was like, you know what? It's just not in my best interest to fuck up with Survivor. We already have some infighting between Tyson and Sarah. Like, I don't want to fully rift there. I feel like there were conversations that were not aired. There was all this buildup in the edit of like, wow, it's time. You don't name an episode a civil war and then not have people actually go against each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, that's a weird misdirect MTV, but like go off or CBS or whoever fuck is in charge of this show. I thought it was weird. I was like, someone had a conversation. We're going to get a flashback in a future episode of like, this is what actually went on as to why, because David was all talk, but I think also David has, again, he has no real bearing on this game. So I feel like David probably did want to send in Tyson and Desi's like, we're not doing that because that's going to fuck me over. And no. I just feel like there was more to it than what they did. And I totally agree, though. Like, the same argument that could be made for Shannon was made for Kira. And I don't know. I got frustrated a little bit because I was just like, why didn't you send in Leo and Kayla? If all of this is about getting out weak players, no one likes Leo. That, I think, speaks to Kayla's strengths because I think Kayla has allies in this game. But I was just like, that seems like an easy shot to me. They're also both amazing race. You piss off no one by sending in them. 
in terms of like long-term relationships. I was like, it probably should have been Kalo and Lee. Kalo and Leah. Nope. Leah and Kayla got it right almost the second time. Um, so to me, I just, it felt like we were missing information as to why they didn't throw them in or didn't throw in the other obvious choice and went left with Derek and Shannon. I don't, I was just like, what is happening? It just feels very bizarre, the choice that was made, but I'm not playing. So do what you want. Yeah. Well, I think, wasn't it Alyssa from, from Big Brother who was just like, David, what are you doing? (laughs) It didn't make any sense. I truly think, okay, this is going to sound mean. I've been so mean to David, but I think David's dumb. And Desi was like, let's just do this. And he was like, okay. (laughs) Like, he didn't think through it at all. I just, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. Cause I, I mean, and let's talk about how lucky Tyson truly got. Because if, um, if Enzo had done the swing, like Tyson would have gone in no matter what, you know, because of Kira not finishing. So like he got, this was the most vulnerable he has been after he's missed his shot last week. And then this happens and he's still fine. We see. That's why I think we're missing information. I'm like, there is no reason to not send Tyson in. Well, and I guess my only thought is, are they, I mean, they're like, you were saying they should be scared of him. I think they are terrified. Like they do think he will win if he goes in. So they're kind of like, do you want to be the target? <laughs> like be his target when he comes back? <laughs> like, cause he will win. I mean, unless it's something where like, remember that spin challenge where like, it didn't matter how far your, or how fast you went, your partner had to get a certain mileage as well. Unless it's something like that, Tyson is going to win when he goes into elimination. <laughs> I mean, he also said in one of his confessionals, which is the most Tyson thing I've ever heard. He goes, I'm fine screwing up my chances to win $500,000 to write like a wronged person. Hold on. I wrote down his actual quote. This is what he says. He says, and I quote, wait, where did he write it down? I have no problem wasting my chance to win on spiting two people who went against me. First off, this is the most Tyson thing I've ever heard. But second, like, if that's the attitude he's bringing all the time, yeah, I'd be scared of him too. But like, if they're that afraid of him, like just end it and give him the money now. Like if nobody's going to go toe to toe with him or put him in an elimination because they're like, there's no way that he won't win. And then I don't want to be on his bad side. Like just end that's it. That's true. I mean, let same. him be the winner. <laughs> I'm ready. Let him be the winner, Anna. What you're saying is what I want. So like, it's okay with me. And I want him to win with cash. I want him to win with cash. Not Angela, cash. I I think that Xavier was probably the one person who wasn't going to be like afraid to take a shot at him. And because he was also a winner of his show. Um, And just, I think it like was very confident that he could do well at like athletically and with puzzles, but he's gone now. So yeah, I feel like Tyson has no real threats right now. Okay. Anyway, I think that's all from this episode. We're going to, you know, the algorithm is going to start again for the next one. But let's go ahead and talk about our honorable mentions. And then we'll do fans of spoken and TJ needs a vibe check. So Aggie, I'm going to let you start who just stood out to you in these two episodes. I think my honorable mention is going to go to, it's kind of hard. Okay, I'm going to do one honorable mention for like fun and one for game. My honorable mention for game is Kayla. Um, I think she, similarly to Cash, is actually playing the game and trying to use strategy and like adapt. Like it's not the same game I've played before, but I am going to adapt to this new environment. 
and strategize. Like she is strategizing with big players. Like she's strategizing with Angela Tyson. Like she's right in it, which I really respect. My shout out just for like good vibes is Danny. I love the way he just every challenge he dedicates it to his wife. That's the kind of love I want. What a treat, what a dream he is. Um, And so he's my honorable mention for like just good vibes. Yes, he's fun to watch. Um, Anna, who's your honorable mention? I just have to point out, Aggie, it's giving Ned from the Try Guys. Do you know what I mean? Wait, I'm screaming. That's exactly what it is. It's like, I love my wife. My wife. Because it's every single thing. And I actually thought about it. Maybe this will be my honorable mention just because I could not stop thinking about it. Every time he's in front of the camera, he's like, this is for Kiki. And you're like, is this a part of your story? Because it hasn't become a part of like a story. And it was not part of his story on Survivor. That's the thing. It's like Kiki was never brought up on Survivor. Like, I'm sure he mentioned it one or twice, like, my family, my wife, but not this level of, like, hey. I'm doing this for Kiki. Remember when Kiki took me to Jamaica and she jumped <laughs> off the thing? So, like, now I can jump off the thing. And I was like, what? It, just, it feels like it came out of nowhere, but it's giving Ned. Um, it's giving and- Ned. That's- <laughs> my actual honorable mention is um, Justine. For, like, the reasons that we mentioned, um, she's kind of crushing it with the challenges. I know that two of them were elimination challenges, so does that kind of cancel out the fact that then she won them? Maybe, but I actually think out of the Love Island girls, she is kind of the best at the challenges. But, yeah, I think she's kind of crushing it, and if she could kind of swap minds with Cache about, like, thinking about the game from a strategy perspective, I think she could do really well. Because she's sticking it out. So that is my honorable mention. Um, Mine is also Justine. I had the same thoughts. I just think she's, you know, she's, yes, there are elimination challenges, but like she's still competing when she, like when her back's against the wall, she's getting it done. And I feel like it's not just her partner, like carrying her in these. So yes, mine is Justine. And just to add to the Danny thing, I just... When these kinds of things happen, I'm like, are they getting paid per time they bring up a a person or something? Because this just feels like, even with the cat thing with Leo, like, it just feels like there's some incentive. (laughs) Why would you do that? But what's the incentive? You can't use your wife like that. I think he genuinely loves Kiki and he misses her. I think Kiki was on one of um, Bryce's episodes for the Purple Pants podcast, like before the challenge, like just because a survivor, they got to know each other. Um, she's a counselor. She, they live in Dallas and she's a counselor. And I'm like, wait, I want to meet her. Wait, Stacey, do you no, know her? But I'm like, I want to. I want to know her. <laughs> so Let's be friends with Kiki. Stacey, we should reach out from the pod and be like, hi, we don't know you, but we do. Like, do you want to be on the pod? <laughs> should we have a Kiki with oh Kiki? A Kiki with Kiki. Wow, free idea. <laughs> I think we need to do it. And, you know, maybe since I'm a counselor, she'll, like, be more likely to respond. Okay, so this is our new goal. <laughs> we're going to – we're reaching to Kiki. Okay, but anyway, my honorable mention is Justine. So let's ta- – well, I wrote Fans of Spoken just to remind us that we keep forgetting to ask the fans. So, fans, you don't have to wait. You can just email us, DM us. We might not put a question box up, on it, to be honest. We'll try. But if you are watching the challenge, just after each episode, you can just send us a DM. I'll probably read them first because I try to watch live every time, and I don't want them to get spoiled. But just just message us if you have thoughts. We, we're not going to remember <laughs> the question box. So, all right. And rounding it out with 
our vibe check for Mr. TJ Lavin. I mean, I kind of have two, but I'll do this one. Aggie, you kind of already mentioned it, but was this the first time that like his name shows up and it says TJ Lavin, BMX legend? <laughs> it is not the first time, Stacey. It has happened almost every episode, but I like that it took till episode five and six for you to notice. <laughs> you were like, I'm just here like vibing with TJ and now... He's a BMX legend. I think I noticed it episode five and I had to like rewind it. And I was like, that's his introduction. <laughs> like at this point, that's his introduction. I feel like we made fun of him so much the last two weeks. And it looks like it's like they had to remind us like he's a legend. Don't touch him. Don't come for him. So that is my vibe check. <laughs> uh, Anna, what is your vibe check? Mine's. I think the same as it was last week because I just need to continue to hold space for the way that the challenges are named and introduced because he's so similar to Jeff Probst in a lot of ways, but he's also just like so much more subdued in the way that he introduces things, but like the message is still the same. And I just, the spelling Eve, you guys, it's the spelling Eve, but it's also the challenge where they were like shipping containers and it's called containers i think it was called containment but like just again there's something about like the real worldness of it that just makes it comical (laughs) and like i think it's just my interpretation of it like i don't think they intended it to be funny in the way that it is to me like haha fun not not funny haha funny weird but it's just it's the spelling ebe and it's the shipping containers this challenge is called Contained. Like, wow, who came up with that? TJ, the BMX legend himself. Um, okay, so I have two vibe checks for him, and I'm shocked neither one of these came up. First off, he straight up pulls a Jeff Probst in episode five, and he's like, I wrote down his quote. He goes, Aza, don't quit. You still got three teams. Aza, let's go. Cinco, don't quit. I was like, I'm sorry, someone's been watching Survivor. That's Jeff Probst's classic. Well done, TJ. And then, this is my favorite part. They get to the elimination. He explains the elimination about the tires. And he turns and looks directly at Enzo and goes, good news, there's no rope swings. To which Enzo (laughs) offers him a fist bump. And I was like, no. (laughs) No, TJ's making fun of you. And you fist bumped him. I have to go. (laughs) Like, I have to go. It was so important to me. I was like... I'm so, I literally paused and I was like, did that just happen? Like TJ straight up to his face is like, good news. There's no rope swings. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that's savage as fuck. I really enjoyed it. It was, I had a good little giggle. Yeah. His just like his dry humor is just so interesting to me. And I think the, oh, the one I was going to say too is um, when he was explaining the challenge, the challenge for I think episode six, he's just like, it's going to be very hard okay i'm missing some like emotions from him or some like some more inflection in his voice (laughs) like i just can't i can't tell sometimes when he's like joking or being sarcastic it's hard to read him sometimes but that's just tj (laughs) so i think we have covered all we can for episodes five and six so Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks with episode seven and eight. (laughs) DM us if you um, want to just share your thoughts on if you're watching. You know, keep wearing your mask out there. Get a monkeypox vaccine if you can. 
by next time Trump could be in jail. I mean, it's just everything's happening quickly. So stay safe out there. And thanks for escaping reality with us again. Bye.